Welcome to the New Song Church Sermon Podcast. Here at New Song, we want to help people get to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions about us or want to learn more, you can check us out online at www.new-song-church.com. We'd love for you to stay connected with us throughout the week through our church app. It's free and available wherever you download apps. Just search keyword New Song. And now, check out our message of the week. That being said, we're starting a brand new series today. Are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? All right, let's do that. We're starting a series called The Kingdom, simply called The Kingdom. And I want to share some, some foundational thoughts because we can't, we can't, we can't share, uh, if you don't understand the foundational thoughts of the kingdom, you're not going to understand what we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks uh, as far as your involvement in the kingdom and also the kingdom of God actually in you. A lot of people don't understand this, but the kingdom of God is in you. It's, it's actually in you if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God is in you. And, and so you're not only a part of it, you, you don't not, not only belong to it, but it, it's in you. Okay, and it's going to be powerful, but you can't understand that until we understand uh, more about the kingdom of God and its foundational points here. So, uh, number one, write this down. We're going to, right out of the gate, write down a sermon note here. God designed a kingdom, not a democracy. That's important for you to know because God's perfect design, listen everybody, God's perfect design was not a democracy, it was a kingdom. Let me read a verse to you, Psalm 103, verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. It is established. His throne is established. Nobody can take him from his throne. Let me say it this way. Nobody is powerful enough to take him from his throne. It is established, and his kingdom rules Overall, God established a kingdom. He did not establish a democracy. So when it comes to the word of God or the will of God, he doesn't allow us to vote on it. There should have been a lot more amens in that one. Okay, so so this is the problem that we have in this nation because actually when this nation was formed, we were rebelling against the kingdom. So this nation was established in rebellion against the kingdom. Now, I'm not saying that that's that's bad because it produced here in this nation a freedom of religion to which I'm grateful for. How many are grateful for our nation? So I'm not putting down our nation. I'm just saying that the, the very foundation of this nation was a rebellion against the kingdom and it immediately enacted democracy. Democracy. So I say that to say this, you don't know anything else except democracy. And democracy says, I have a voice. Democracy says, I get to vote. I I get to have a voice. I get to send representatives to represent me to make decisions on behalf of me and those around me. Okay. The problem with that is that's not God's design. It's not God's perfect design. God established a kingdom. When he established this earth in perfection, he established it as a kingdom, not a democracy. And yet sometimes, in fact, many times with many Christians across this nation, they like to 
disagree with God and feel okay that they can disagree with God as if it's a democracy. So for instance, my wife and I, have many, we've had many conversations with many people that were struggling with their obedience to God. And, and we would teach them the word of God and they would say to us, well, that's what you believe, that that's not, it's just not what I believe. Like you can believe that, but I don't have to believe that. And to an extent, they're right. They don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe the word of God. But you are missing out on God's perfect design if you don't. And by the way, you're missing out on his blessings and his favor. You're missing out on everything that he has to offer you and his promises. Like you're missing out. And you have a choice in this life. Do I align myself with the word of God or do I align myself with my own opinion or the opinion of others? And I've, I say this, and you've heard me say this, God's opinion always trumps my opinion. Why? Because I understand something that most people don't. I'm part of a kingdom as a child of God. I am now part of a kingdom. I am not part of a democracy. Now, the good thing about this kingdom is my, my king, and hopefully your king as well, is just and he's good, and he's loving, and he's caring, and he provides, and he heals, and he delivers. Every single thing that he does is for the benefit of those in his kingdom. I love serving my king. See, I'm glad I'm not in a democracy. Because if you were in charge, I wouldn't trust you. Because you're not perfect like my king is perfect. He's perfect in all of his ways. So I, I learned a long time ago, I don't buck the system. I don't disagree with the word of God. I know the word of God is good for me, so I embrace it. So God designed a kingdom, not a democracy. Number two, God designed mankind to expand his kingdom. He designed mankind actually to, to expand or extend his kingdom. And dare I go a little bit further, it's not in your notes, but you might want to write this down. He also, he, he also designed mankind... To establish his kingdom, to expand it and, ex and establish it. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Why? Because he's a good king. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. I want you to expand this kingdom I'm giving you. I want you to establish it and expand it. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And as my representatives in this kingdom, you're going to subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over, watch this, every living thing that moves on the earth. I am giving you dominion. I am giving you, God says, in his perfect creation, I am giving you dominion. I want you to expand and establish my kingdom on the earth. And I'm giving you charge of everything, not charged just to care for, but charged to rule over or to, to dominate, to have dominion over. Watch this. 
the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Let me ask you a question. When Satan came and he tempted Adam and Eve, what did he come in the form of? A serpent. And here God says, before the serpent shows up, I am giving you dominion over all of the fish, over all of the birds, and over everything that creeps along the ground. Did Adam and Eve have dominion over the serpent? Oh, yes. Yes, they did. They were meant to rule over the serpent. But they got stupid. Let, let me say, share it like this. One, one of the, in fact, I, uh, I just came up with this last night, so it's not in my, my um, um, notes. I'm going to pull it up on my phone here. We're talking about God, man, uh, God uh, establishing and extending his kingdom using mankind, all right? Isaiah 45, verse 8, I'm sorry, verse 18 says, For this is what the Lord says, He who created the heavens, he is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, he founded it. He did not create it to be empty, Isaiah the prophet says. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. Like I created the earth and everything in it and I didn't want it to be empty. I wanted it to be inhabited, not only by creatures, but by mankind. I wanted to expand my kingdom. And it was a beautiful design. In fact, let me explain it like this. One, one of the best analogies I've ever heard about the kingdom is from uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. Anybody ever heard of Dr. Miles Monroe? He's a, a preacher from the Bahamas, one of my favorites, one of my favorites. I've learned so much uh, from him concerning the kingdom of God and studying the kingdom of God. And he has loads of books out there uh, and multiple issues or most, multiple topics. He's gone to be with the Lord. There was, a, there was a, a, an accident that took him out and he went way too young. Uh, and I don't fully understand that, but what a great man of, of God he was. And he, he used this illustration one time, and I'm going to use it too, except I'm going to kind of, because he's from the Bahamas, so he used the Bahama illustration. I'm going to use the Haiti illustration because you know I have a daughter who I adopted from Haiti. Now, if you don't know anything about uh, um, Haiti, there's actually two, two countries on the same island. There, there's Haiti, and then there's the Dominican Republic, all on the same island. And, and Christopher Columbus, you know, he sailed in, in what year? In what? 1492. And you think, okay, that's the end of the story. Actually, in 1492, he hit, he hit what is currently Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Did you know that? And, and of course, uh, where was Christopher Columbus from? Spain. And so he decided to form a Spanish colony. But what happened a couple of years later, the French decided they wanted to take over. So they came, and they literally took half of that island over, and that's why Haiti speaks French, French Creole, and, and Dominican still speaks Spanish. Because the French came over, and they decided to colonize they really wanted the whole island, but they got half of it. They wanted to colonize that island. And so they started bringing slaves over. And France was getting very rich in two, in two exports that they had. Did you know that, in, that imports and exports were, were common hundreds of years ago? And, and France was getting very rich because they discovered that coffee and sugar grows great on this island. So they were growing a lot of coffee and sugar, but what did they need? They needed help. They needed, I hate to say they needed slaves, they needed people, 
and they chose slavery. This is wrong. So, so they, they go to Africa, they pick up all of these slaves, they bring them to the island, and they, they make these slaves work in the sugar fields, in the coffee fields, to make France rich. Well, all of a sudden, uh, they, the slaves get upset because they don't want to be a part of this colony. They, they, they're enslaved in this colony. And so there is a revolt that takes place. They, they rebel against France and, and eventually win. And there we get Haiti. Now, that's just a very short version of it. But then we get Haiti. So France's, France's goal, the goal of France, was to, to colonize and to keep that island forever. Now, it, it, didn't, it didn't work because there was something that was cut off. That, that relationship was cut off between those on the island and France, and thus Haiti was born. With me so far? Okay, and it's the same way, everybody. It is the same way with us, and in fact, with Adam and Eve. They were in perfect relationship with the one who created the colony. In fact, he was the perfect king, though. He was incredible. But there was a relationship that was cut off. They rebelled against the king. And a relationship was cut off. In fact, everybody, let's say it this way. Number three, the fall, which was Adam and Eve's sin in the garden, the fall was mankind declaring independence from God. The fall was mankind declaring independence from God. Just like when the slaves rose up and 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 rebelled against France, or there was a revolt that happened, they were declaring independence from France. So Adam and Eve declared independence from, from God. Let me prove it to you in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. The Lord God took the man, and he put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the, the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now chapter 3, verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. And then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. So, so let me explain it like this, everybody. Um, they decided to declare independence from God by eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because Satan tempted them and said, you know what, God's actually telling a lie. He knows that if you're going to eat this, you're actually going to be wise. You're actually going to know what he knows. Right now, you're just naive. You're just stupid. You're just immature. You don't know anything. But if you eat this fruit, then, then you'll know. Oh, and he doesn't want you to do that. Because he's not a good God. He's trying to keep you from something. And so they took of it and ate. That was their decision to declare independence from God. Let let me teach you something about this. Let, let, Let me say it this way, that disobedience was their declaration of independence. I'm going to say that again. Disobedience was their declaration of independence. And by the way, 
disobedience is still a declaration of independence from God. When you say, God, I know your word, I'm just going to do it anyway. God, I know your word, but it doesn't mean I have to agree with it. What are you, de- what are you doing? You're, you're declaring your independence. You're, you're, de- you're declaring the fact that you are independent from God. You are cutting off your relationship with God, with the king. And that's not smart. It's just not smart. So when that happened, number four, when that happened, the sin of mankind created a second kingdom. See, originally there was only one kingdom. It was the kingdom of God. It was the ways of God. But when Adam and Eve sinned, they created a secondary kingdom. And we find that in multiple places, but here's one of the most common places. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. It is a kingdom of the air. The spirit, we're obviously talking about Satan here. Every theologian agrees with that. The spirit who is now at work in those who are what? Disobedience. Disobedience. So disobedient is us declaring independence from God. And he said, hey, if you refuse to follow the king, you are declaring independence. But that actually, you think that you're declaring independence. Well, I want it my way. But the truth of the matter is, there are two kingdoms, and you cannot, you cannot help but choose one of them. You have to be in one. It's either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. It is the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. It is either the ways of God or Ephesians 2 says the ways of the world. There is no in between. And you think, well, I don't want to be part of Satan's. I just want to do my own thing. Well, by you saying I want to do my own thing, you've, you've actually already chosen Satan's kingdom. Well, who of you in this room wants to do that? Well, not me. Because I'm trying not to be stupid. Anybody like me? I'm trying not to be stupid. I mean, sometimes I am, but I don't want to be. So help us, Lord, to choose your kingdom all the time. Because this is what I've learned, everybody. I don't want to be independent from God. I don't want to be cut off from God. I want to be in good standing with a good king who will provide for my every need. So the sin of mankind actually created a second kingdom. Satan came into the world, and, and God, you, you could say it like this, God was cut off from man. Actually, man cut off themselves from God and handed the keys of this world where God said, hey, here's the keys of this world. Rule over it and subdue it and fill it and multiply and expand my kingdom. And they took those keys in their disobedience, and they handed it to Satan and said, here you go. We're not dependent upon God anymore. In fact, we're independent. And, and Satan at that point became the ruler of the kingdom of the air. He became, let me say it this way, he became the ruler of this world. And I can prove that to you. Is everything that's happening in the world right now, is it, is it godly or is it demonic by and large? Yeah. Wars, famines, sicknesses. Um, 
abortions, hatred, bigotry, I mean, racism. Are those the things of God? No, they're not the things of God. So who's in charge of this world? Let me say it this way. If God's in charge of this world, he's not doing a very good job. Right? But he's not. The kingdom right now that is working here on this earth is not God's kingdom. That's why Jesus said, hey, when you pray, pray or let your kingdom come. Because the one I'm living in right now, <laughs> I'm looking around. I don't see very much of you, God. So I need your kingdom to show up now. I want your kingdom to show up now. Number five, and this is what happened, everybody. God knew that was the problem, knew there was a second kingdom, but he already had a plan for that. Jesus came, number five, Jesus came to transfer us from one kingdom to the other. That's what his role was. His role was to transfer us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Colossians 1, 12 and 13 says, And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people, watch this, in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from what? From the dominion of darkness or from the rule of darkness or from the kingdom of darkness and has brought us into the kingdom of of the son he loves. So if you are a child of God, everybody, can I tell you something? If you're a child of God, you're, you live in this world, but you're not of this world. You live in this world, but you're not of this world. I'm no longer, I'm no longer involved in the kingdom of darkness. No, I have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I now don't think about the ways of this world. Now I think about the ways of God. I've been transferred from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of my God. I've been transferred. So the, what I used to be was somebody who was declaring independence from God, but I learned my lesson. I came to the Lord Jesus Christ, and I said, forgive me and save me, and he did. And when he did that, I entered into the kingdom of my heavenly Father. So now I belong to the light. I am a child of the light, the Bible says. And, and by the way, it follows that by saying, therefore, live like it. Oh, that's good stuff. So I, I, don't, I don't have to think, let, let me say it this way, I don't have to think democratic thoughts anymore. I think kingdom thoughts. So when my king says something, there's something I know about a king, something I know about a kingdom. When he says something, it's done. When he makes a decree, it is finished. So what he has spoken over my life is true because he's a king. He's not a president. He's not a prime minister. He's not a governor. He is a king. And when he makes a decree, that decree is always true. It's always acted upon. So everything that my king says about me is now true. It's true. His promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Why? Because I have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his, of his dear son. And not only that, the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ, is now in me. In fact, the Bible says now, I know this is hard to believe, I'll teach you this down the road, but now I'm a king under the king. I'm a king and priest, the Bible says. We are kings and priests. How many know that that's in the Bible? 
Okay, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I'm not telling you anything that's not in the Bible. Is there that now same authority that God has and that the Savior has, he has given me authority. That's why Jesus says, now if you pray anything in my name with my authority attached to it, you become a person of authority and it will be done. That's what the Bible says. I can't wait to teach this to you. Because some of you are sitting there like, well, I've never heard this before. Oh, your, your life is about to be rocked. And, and I mean changed for the better. I mean, you're about to grow like you've never grown before. Because the kingdom of God is powerful. It is, the kingdom of God is advancing. By the way, violent men and women take it by force. We lay hold of it. We go for it. It, the, the, the Christianity is not meant to be for, it, we're not meant to be a bunch of babies and weaklings out there. We're meant to be mighty men and women of God who are, are walking around with a mentality that says, I am not to be subdued or dominated. I am meant to carry the authority of Jesus Christ in my life. Woo, it's good stuff. Can you tell I've been in prayer lately? I love Jesus. Number six, so our reinstatement into God's kingdom occurs when we place our faith in Jesus and repent of our sins. Remember, faith and repentance are two sides of the same coin. When we believe, even, even demons believe, but they're not saved. It, it is faith and repentance. It's faith and repentance. Faith and repentance. John 3.3 3 says, Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So how are we transferred? How are we reinstated into the kingdom of God? Well, when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we turn away from everything that would hold us from, from finding him and seeking him and knowing him, when, when we realize that he's the very best that we could ever have, then we turn towards him and say, I don't want anything that's kept me away from you. I reject every single thing that has kept me away from you, God. And I place my hope and my trust in you. Forgive me and live in me. And be the king of my life. You could say it this way, everybody. God, I want you to rule and reign in me. I want you to rule and reign in me. And when you get to that place, you have then been reinstated in the, into the kingdom of his dear son. You have been transferred into his kingdom. And we can't go any further until all of us have made that decision. I mean, we can, but it wouldn't be as much fun. So I'm going to just give you a chance before the kids come in here. I'm going to bring the kids in here in a moment. And I'm going to speak a, a, a New Year's blessing over all of us. Okay, I'll tell you how that goes in a second, but... We need to pray a prayer first, though. And we need to ask the Lord and just leave everything the way it is. Leave the lights exactly where they are. Don't touch the lights or anything, okay? The, the, I, I want to give you a moment here. If you have not turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, placed your faith in him, and, re, and have chosen to repent of your sins, to turn away from them and say, I don't want anything that's kept me away from you, God. I just want you. I just want you. If you haven't done that yet, 
Can I tell you something? Don't believe a lie. Don't believe the lie that says you're still okay with God, because you're not. If you haven't done that yet, you are still in the kingdom of darkness. I'm just telling you like it is. But you don't have to stay there. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. You don't have to stay there. And the gift is free. The gift of eternal life is free. All you have to do is turn and face the Lord and say, I choose you. I believe in you and I choose you. Come and rule and reign in me. And it's a free gift. The gift of salvation or being reinstated into the kingdom of his dear son. And it is a kingdom. So when you do that, democracy is ended in your life as it pertains to your relationship with the Lord. I, I, I still want you to go out and vote. Because Christian, how many know Christians need to represent in this world? Okay, we need to represent. So I still, I want you to be involved in democracy, but, but all of a sudden, uh, when you're submitting to God, there is no democracy. He's your king. Therefore, what he says goes. Would you close your eyes with me and bow your heads just for a moment? And today, I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hands. After this is over with, you can go get a connection card at guest services and say, Pastor, I made this decision. I, I, I gave my life to Jesus today. I want to know that. And I'll call you and I'll encourage you. And I'll strengthen you in the faith that just builds you up. But right now, I'm just going to pray a prayer. And if you're ready to make that decision, this is your moment. It's going to be so simple. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Heavenly Father, I believe in you. And I believe you are the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And there have been things in my life that have kept me away from you. But I'm turning my back on those things. Because God, I want you to rule and reign in me. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in the cross. I believe in resurrection power. I believe that you died for my sins. Forgive me of everything that I've done in rebellion. Forgive me for declaring independence from God. I realize today that I need to be fully dependent on my Heavenly Father. So once again, I pray, Lord, rule and reign in me. I give you my life. I give you my worship. I give you my heart. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Is today a great day in the house of the Lord, everybody, or what? Isn't this phenomenal? Love being in the presence of the Lord. Now, here, here's what's going to happen. As the kids are coming in, I'll, I'll tell you a few more things. But um, if you have children, because what, what we do right now is we have all the families gather with all of your children. I, so I want you to bring all of your children close to you, Okay. So if you have infants, though, babies in the nursery, you need to go get the baby. The babies aren't going to walk in here by themselves. Okay, see that, right? So you need to go get them. Otherwise, the children are going to be coming right through this door. And if, if you see your child come in, just wave them on and, and 
And, or if you want, if you're over on this side and you want to walk over here until you see them and kind of get them, just go get your kids right now, okay? Here they come. And again, if you accepted the Lord Jesus today as Savior, I, I really do want you to take that connection card at guest services, fill that out, and just give it right back to them. And um, I would love to connect with you later this week. We got all, all of them in here? Everybody good? Okay. This is my beautiful family up here, everybody. They didn't want to do this. Can, can you tell? <laughs> and I told them, actually, it was my wife's idea, believe it or not. She said, you know what? We're a family. We need to do this together as a family. If you guys are going to do it, we're going to do it too. And so um, the bad deal is when they're pastor's kid, they have to be up here on the stage. Uh, you guys gather up here. This is what, this is what I'm going to do. You guys come over here. Um, yeah, Jennifer, you can stand behind him here. So, um, you can come a little bit closer. What, what I have today is as I speak this blessing over you, every, every first Sunday of the year, I, I speak a blessing over all of New Song, over all of you, all of your family members. And, and the two things I want to encourage you to do, first of all, children wiggle. We get it. It's all right. Just relax. Don't get, this is not the time to get mad at your, your kids, all right? This is the time to love them anyway, all right? So put your arms around your family members. Hold them close. If you have little ones, you want them to sit on your lap, bring them to yourself. And, and uh, I'm going to speak this blessing over you. And, and I just want you to receive it as from the Lord, because what I'm about to speak over you is not any word from man. It is nothing but scripture today. Nothing but scripture. Every single word that I'm about to speak is straight out of the Bible. Okay? It's just quotes from the Bible. And I'm not going to give you all the references, but if you want to go back and check the recording, I promise you they're all in the Bible. All right? And I'm going to speak this over my family and over all of your families all at the same time. All right? So gather them close, everybody, and uh, bow your heads, and we're going to end the service with this blessing. New song to every adult and to every child. I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may have overflow, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. And may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and every good word. May God enable you to live a life worthy of his call. And may he give you the power to accomplish all the good things that your faith prompts you to do. 
And may he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. And may he produce in you through the power of the Spirit of Jesus every good thing that is pleasing to him. And from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you, new song, with inner strength through his Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. And your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep is his love. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And if you receive this blessing today, say a big amen. 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 Happy New Year, everybody. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday morning. As a church, it's our honor to play a part in what God is doing in your life. And we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to www.new-song-church.com backslash next steps. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.